0: What's this? What's this? It's super callafragilistic exdiandrous. What is this? A whole new world. What is this? Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, your host, and this is a review episode and our feature review and by R, I mean my, is Food Fight. And I realize that in the last week or two, the films that I've reviewed have been primarily smaller things documentaries, indies, what have you. And I get that, I do. Uh, I kind of picked the slowest two weeks of the year, perhaps. To start a podcast, it seems. You know, when the top grossing film the last two weeks has been Tyler Perry's Halloween Medea movie. Uh, it seems like we're kind of starved for, for new and exciting movies to be released. And thankfully, this weekend, we will get four wide releases that I am excited to see all of them. And I will be seeing all of them uh, within the next few days. Um, So we've got Trolls, uh, the new animated film with Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick, which I will be seeing Thursday during preview night, on preview night. Uh, Friday, I will be seeing Doctor Strange. Uh, Saturday, nope, not Saturday. Saturday. Um, Monday, I will be going to see Hacksaw Ridge, um, you know, uh, Mel Gibson's quote unquote return to fame, I guess you could say, I don't, I'm not sure. He had that other, that like what, Bloodfather film that came out not too long ago. And, uh, I don't know exactly. I haven't seen it. It got decent reviews though. So I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. But I I haven't seen it yet. But he's not in this one. He's just directing it. Which I think will play a lot better with me personally. And it's gotten a lot of critical buzz. So I'm looking forward to that one too. And Moonlight also goes wide this weekend. Unfortunately I won't be able to see it until next weekend. When it finally gets here. At the theater that I prefer to see my movies at. So... All four of those are coming up soon. I am really excited to go see all of them. And uh, I expect to have review episodes for a few, if not all four of them as they come out. Uh, Definitely going to have one for Doctor Strange, though. And that should be up sometime on Saturday. Uh, But today, today we're talking about Food Fight. And before we get into that, I just wanted to run down a couple of other things that I've, been, I've seen recently uh, from this year and kind of give a brief reaction to those. Uh, so the other day I watched Swiss Army Man as part of the scavenger hunt, and I was blown away. It is the strangest fucking thing I've ever seen. I, uh, I don't know how to encapsulate it in in words. Really, uh, you can look at check out my review on Letterboxd, and it kind of ultimately boils down to that same sentiment that it's magical in a way that movies don't really have a right to be. You know, it's. You know, watching it, it was the kind of movie where I could just feel the emotions and quality and power coming from it. And that's that's rare nowadays. You, you don't find that anymore. And that was really impressive to me. Um, Radcliffe and Dano are incredible together in it. I... I loved it. It is by far and away one of my favorite films this year. It's currently number two behind Zootopia. Uh, so it's sitting with a 94 out of 100. I really want to see it again. I don't know when that'll happen, if that'll happen. Um, but I really want to watch it again, but with someone else. I feel like the experience would only be, be amplified with... Other people watching it with me, so hopefully I can make that happen at some point. The soundtrack—I immediately bought the soundtrack after watching the movie. It's breathtaking. I—I I don't buy soundtracks, you know. I—I I, I might find a song or two that I like, or—or or maybe I'll download a soundtrack if it's a musical. But this really isn't a musical. I, Dana and. And Ratcliffe do do the voices work for some of the music, but man, I I had so much fun watching it. I think it's equal parts fanciful and heartbreaking, and I really think everyone needs to watch this movie. Even though I know a large portion of people who watch it will not like it, but I think for those who do end up liking it, it is so rewarding. It's so fresh and interesting. Uh, I, I'm just taken aback by this by Swiss Army Man. Taken aback by Swiss Army Man. I also watched The Shallows the other day. Uh, the summer movie that really outperformed expectations at the box office. Uh, particularly in the fantasy movie league scene. And I thought it was decent. I was engaged pretty much the entire time. Um, I think that there there are a lot of moments that really draw you out of the realism that it's trying to portray. You know, because there are scenes that are pretty fantastic where, you know, you've got Blake Lively using just whatever she can get her hands on to keep herself alive and you know she gets a wound that she has to stitch up and she figures out a way to do that and that's great and then two scenes later or however you know whatever you know you just you get this comically ridiculous farce of a scene with the shark and The shark itself was probably my biggest problem. You know, I get that it's the best seafaring creature to use in a movie like that. You know, it's like piranha would not work. Like I don't know that there's another creature that the movie could have used to put Blake Lively in that kind of a position. But Some of the things that happen with the shark are kind of ridiculous. The way. I mean, like, the justification for it attacking the people it attacks is that it's got, like, something lodged in its mouth. I don't know a lot about sharks, but I feel like that's not how sharks work. I feel like they're a little bit more than that. But, I mean, I guess I could be wrong. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't, it didn't feel right to me in that sense. But, overall, I found more than enough to enjoy with the movie to put it just over the top, Um, and, you know, Blake Lively really does carry the movie, and capably, you know, she's not the greatest actor in the world, but... She was good, I thought, and you know it felt just shy of a, the po- a positive movie. Like I gave it a fifty-nine, you know, almost a sixty, very close, but I, I just couldn't. It just didn't get there for me. Um, but I, I, you know, it's it's enjoyable. And it's kind of what you'd like. It's not bad, I guess. And then the last one I wanted to mention uh, was Ouija. I had not seen the first one when it came out. So I I watched that a few days ago. And then I went to see Ouija 2 the next day. The first movie is terrible it is so bad it is laughably awful not so bad it's good not cringeworthy it's just bad and it i i I barely remember anything from it and i watched it like four or five days ago it has not been a long time i give it a five i give it a five I, i really did not like that movie It's poorly paced, poorly shot, poorly acted. It doesn't make sense. Everything is just completely disconnected from everything else. It's just bad. And to see, and I'd seen that Ouija 2 has been getting really strong reviews. It's got, I think, an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes that, that may have changed. Uh, Since the last time I looked, but I remember it being that at some point Which is just ridiculous for the sequel quote prequel to get a better score I mean it does happen, but especially that wide a gap and So I went to see it and for the first 60 minutes or so Holy crap, it's fantastic. And then it all kind of starts to fall apart. It it doesn't completely destroy the movie. It's not the biggest letdown in the world. But it's a really bad final act. I I could have easily seen putting this movie in the high 60s. Even 70s. If they just stuck the landing. It didn't have to be perfect. But they just had to avoid the trappings that the first movie made and they couldn't do it uh, i don't want to go into too much detail about it but it was you know you we hit this point in the movie and everything up to that has been so subtle so well crafted so wet, intricately sewn together and then all of a sudden Everything just goes flying off the rails, and there's no pretense for the movie taking that turn. And maybe if there had been, it would have felt more natural, and I would have understood it better, but it didn't have anything like that. And so I I was really frustrated, and, you know, there was someone else in the crowd that, like, was laughing at various parts of the final scenes and it just uh, it's just really not not my cup of tea. So, incredibly strong first and second act, huge letdown on the third act. I ended up giving it a 57 cuz it really does have some great camera work, some great shot selection, some really creepy and truly scary moments in the first hour of the movie. But it couldn't couldn't hold on to those kind of feelings. So that's it for what I've been watching recently. Uh, which and and so, though, <laughs> so now, let's move on to a little film called Food Fight. For those of you that recognize that name, it is a 2012 film, animated film. Uh, that is reportedly the worst animated film ever created. And if you haven't seen it, it, you may not understand what that really entails. (laughs) Because Lawrence Kasanoff, who directed The Thing, and is credited as one of the writers for the story... Don't know how he was able to pull this off because I'd heard about this movie a few years back and I I I hadn't watched it I because one I felt like it couldn't possibly be as bad as I'd heard it was and if it's only like sort of bad that's even worse for a view from a viewing standpoint you know I'd rather watch a truly. Terrible, awful movie than just like, ugh, no, bad kind of movie. You know, it's it's number twelve on IMDb's bottom rated movies of everything, which is insane. It has a one point seven on IMDb, which <laughs> I I, I don't, It strains credulity that it can have such a low score on Letterboxd it has a 1.1 out of 5 stars with 75% of the ratings being a half star. It's insane. It's crazy. It's re- I don't know, I'm having a tough time trying to explain why it's so bad, but it is a terrifying movie. So, we just had Sausage Party come out this summer. It's really hard to watch Food Fight without thinking of Sausage Party because it takes place in a grocery store. It involves things coming to life at night, which is pretty much Sausage Party. Except Sausage Party does it with the actual food, whereas Food Fight uses some strange icon type of thing. So the food itself is not alive, but... Everything in the store has an icon that represents it. So, like the Mister Clean guy is there, and he used represents all the Mister Clean products. I don't understand the rules of this world, which is one of the big one of the bigger problems. Uh, but the main character, voiced by none other than Charlie Sheen. Uh, is this, like, dog guy who's, like, a detective. I'm not even sure if he's, like, actually a brand. I don't think he is. He doesn't seem to be. I don't recognize him as anything. Uh, but, you know, he's just, like, this detective guy and he's proposing to Hilary Duff who voices this cleaning agent, I think. She's, like, Sunshine something. Uh... But then the girl gets taken away, so he's got to figure out what's going on. And then all these new, this new product chain enters called Brand X, which is the most generic thing I've ever heard. And they start taking over other icons and brands, and people start going missing. And the dog's got to figure it out. Uh, so <laughs> super stupid. Like, really straightforward story. Bad guys come in, take over... And the good guys gotta... Overthrow them. It's pretty much the story. It doesn't get any more generic than that. You know, he's chasing after his girl. You know, he's literally in the middle of proposing to her... When various scenarios take place... That force him to have to... Track her down... And uh, there's there's not much here, okay like but but then at the same time, there's so much here like this cast there's no huge name in it, but there are so many strong character actors in this cast that I don't understand how a movie like this could get this voice cast. So you've got Charlie Sheen as the main character. You've got Wayne Brady as this chocolate squirrel thing. You've got Hilary Duff as the female protagonist love interest. Eva Longoria as the villain Christopher Lloyd as this insane. A spokesperson for Brand X. Haley Duff. I don't even know who she voices. Chris Kattan is in it as a penguin. Larry Miller is in this. Edward Asner, Jerry Stiller, Christine Baranski, Cloris Leachman, Edie McClurg. I don't, I don't understand how. Like these are all well known, as far as I'm concerned, well known, well established names. Who, with the exception of perhaps. Hillary Duff, Haley Duff, Eva Longoria, and Charlie Sheen seem to know what a good movie is and what a bad movie is. You know, everything else aside, I don't know who can look at this script and say, "I'm in." I love puns. This has the worst puns ever. The worst puns. The, the, <laughs> Uh, I just, I don't know how, you know, I, i I wish I could explain it better, but I I can't like, you know, there's so many nods and homages to other movies, you know, like, Two or three times they reference Casablanca. Gone with the Wind. Um, you know. It's really tough. To separate this movie. From the awfulness that it is. And yet it tries so hard to associate itself with any other movie it possibly can latch on to. Here, here's... I like puns as i said i even like bad puns and there's this is the lot this is the pun all right this is the one that like i finally could not take it anymore this is the one that made me roll my eyes and say maybe puns should just not be a thing you ready for this so the main character the dog detective thing he's sitting there he walks up next to this uh, chip bag spokesperson guy and he says you better go easy on the potato juice before you get chip faced I'll say that again chip faced and as he says this the guy falls forward into a bowl of chips Chip-faced. Chip-faced. I don't... Who possibly wrote that and thought it had any chance of sounding... Like anything? It doesn't sound like anything! Nothing sounds like... I'm sorry. I'm getting a little crazy. Let's talk about why I'm not going to give this movie a zero. Because I'm not. I've seen movies that I've given zeros. This is not one of them. I'm right now toying with giving it a two. That's where I'm looking at. And there are two reasons. There are two reasons to give it a two. First is Christopher Lloyd. His voice work and the character that he voices is bonkers like, unbelievably bonkers. He actually does solid voice work and it's even more impressive when you find out the twist involving his character. And I can't fault him for that. You know, he didn't phone it in like so many other people in this movie. And that's commendable. It's worth a point there. I'm 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 in a point right now. That's a point. The second one is a little fuzzier and that's the The music of the movie, because it doesn't have awful music. It actually there're like three or four different songs in the movie that sounded okay. you know they weren't bad songs. and while they didn't fix the movie or make me feel better about the movie. Or, you know, like, when the dog is flying on, like, a two-liter soda bottle. He's flying on it. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, the cap was opened. Or, like, it shooken up or something. And he opened, unscrewed the cap. And so, like, the, the soda's coming out the back of it. And he's soaring away. Well, no. Because he flies on it. Picks someone up. Saves them, then he uncorks the the soda and speeds away. How does? Th- There's so many things wrong with this movie, but the music itself, not awful. I got to give it a point for that. So we're it's a two. I'm giving it a two out of a hundred, out of a hundred, uh, which puts it incredibly low on the list. It's a really bad movie. <laughs> I, I don't think I can make it any plainer than that. It's really short. It's like 85 minutes. I don't think any I don't recommend to, to anyone to see it, but it is certainly an experience you won't forget because the thing I haven't really touched on is the animation. This came out in 2012, and I realized that it was in the process of being made for like 10 years. And even if this had come out in 2002, it would have been horribly panned and ridiculed and shunned for how terrible the animation is. Norm of the North came out this spring with awful animation compared to everything else that's coming out In the last five years even. And this puts that to shame. By far. Like compared to Food Fight. Norm of the North is. The Pixar movie that comes out in ten years. That's how fucking good. It would be in comparison. That's how big the gap is. You know. If you want to go back to like. I don't even know. I can't even think of like you can go back to Mulan you can go back to The Little Mermaid those are better animated than this you can go I, I would hesitate a little bit but not long enough for it to matter to say that Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is better animated than this piece of shit It came out in like 1936 or something something ungodly like that I have to double check that right now. But I think 19, why is it not the first result ever? I don't understand. Why is the first result Snowy and the Huntsman? 33, 19, nope, that's not it either. What the hell? This is frustrating. 37, that's one year off 1937, that movie Has better animation than Food Fight It, the weasel Is like the worst Part of it for me Because At no point during the movie does the weasel Move like a weasel, look like a weasel Or act like a weasel So Ostensibly it is not a weasel And yet it calls itself A weasel I th- Why, why this this reminded me of like video game graphics from the mid 90s kinda. But like then rather than m- move them in a conventional sort of way that video games did, it stretches them from one spot to the next. So like with the weasel for example, if he walks away, his body walks away. The neck stretches to follow the body. The head doesn't move as he continues to talk to the another character. And then the neck pulls the head with it. Like a rubber band. Or there's a scene where these four... I don't know, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle rip-off things. Uh they're like what? Rat, oh, I can't remember what they are. They were working for a rat mouse burglar guy. Um anyway, the dog guy throws a piece of cheese out into the air. They're all in a blimp. I, exactly. And he throws a piece of cheese. All four of these things jump off Bulldogs, maybe? And to get the cheese, which they clearly can't get. And then they try to fly back to the blimp. And they're definitely creatures that can't fly. And then it's one of those scenes like Wily e. Coyote, where, you know, he doesn't fall until he realizes that he's not standing on the ground anymore. And this is they do that scene and it's the worst one i've ever seen I. it's hard for me to qual- qualify any of the things about this movie without just calling them the worst thing of this thing that i've ever seen it's tough there's like raisins that sing i don't know i don't know <laughs> i I just I had to get some of these opinions out of out of my system because this movie was an incredible experience for all of the wrong reasons. I'm glad I finally watched it. I'm surprised by how poorly all of these pieces came together to form because there's no reason any movie should ever be this bad. Okay. I think that I think I'm done. I can I can I can't talk about it anymore. It's it's really that bad. But if you want to go see it, I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. Maybe for free. Hopefully. Do not please do not pay any money to see this movie. That I think is definitely not the right course of action. <laughs> but for sure at at the very least i would recommend watching the trailer if you've never seen the trailer because that will give you enough information as to why people think that it is the worst animated film ever and one of the worst films ever because it truly 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 is so <laughs> thank you for <laughs> uh kind of allowing me a little bit of Schadenfreude and wallowing and in, in this in this pity and frustration. But <laughs> this is the end of the episode and thank you all for listening. I'm Ryan. You can find me at circleoffilm.com at letterbox.com slash S-T-R-A-N-G-A-H You can email me at circleoffilm@gmail.com at gmail.com with any comment, question, movie request, topic to discuss, film to review, whatever you would like to say. I will be happy to address it either privately or on some sort of future podcast episode and I stay tuned uh, because tomorrow I will be releasing (laughs) the statistics episode for Food Fight and because it wouldn't make sense otherwise that will be coupled with my breakdown of my perfectly rated films on my spreadsheet so that will be the second half of my food fight statistics episode thank you again and i hope that everybody has a week